Hi, this is Barney. Welcome to Loco Ludus. In this episode, I give a little overview of my experiences running Isle of Death for the first time. Isle of Death is a game that uses the Death Robot jungle setting and the Electric Bastion land rules system. So I discuss how that went, my plans to offer up a a lethal game and then at the end I talk about some of the little mods and approaches that I took to running the jungle. So I ran it on Wednesday, last Wednesday and that's what I'm talking about here. I'm running it again tomorrow on Saturday and I guess the next episode will be a report on that. So I hope you enjoy this episode and the discussion that will follow. When we get over Ming's kingdom we should land near the entrance of the abandoned drain tunnel. Our ship can be well concealed there. I remember the place. Last night I ran Isle of Death, a game using the Death Robot Jungle setting with the Electric Bastion Land rule system. And my players were Spencer from Keep Off the Borderlands, Colin from Spike Pit, John from RDD RPG podcast, Red Dice Diaries, Joe from Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe, and Jim, a friend from the uh, Into the Odd Electric Bastion Land Discord. And they were all super players, and it was really great fun to play with them i've not i've not played with jim before and i've not played with john or joe before despite lots of chit chat so that was that was really good fun that was really good fun they all uh enjoyed being playing their characters i think and using all of the equipment and trappings and special uh, features that that the characters had, and yeah, it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and we laughed a lot. The one thing that gets me as the GM was that I promised a super lethal game, and it wasn't super lethal. Now, I don't beat myself up about that too much because I think just that mindset of being open to that possibility was a big part of that whole thing. The way that I was playing the world or constructing the world, if you like, for the players and the way that they were playing the world throwing themselves into the world so that that was happening that was that happened uh really well um only one player died and that was joe joe's character sixer 
And that happened right at the end. And in some ways it would have been nice if if that had happened a bit earlier and then Joe could have moved on to one of his other characters. Perhaps. Um, Joe's character, Sixer, from my recollection, also took most of the most of the flack most of the physical flack in the game so he was slowly getting whittled down which um had some great moments to it i would say a part of all of this was that the players rolled pretty luckily they got some great they got some great saves they dodged some some pretty rough stuff and you know fair play to them that's that's good that's great but it it kind of meant that some of the uh that's that some of the earlier encounters the early encounters that would have chipped away a little bit more at the characters um didn't didn't materialize anything um so none you know so so much meant much fewer of the characters fewer of the characters um were were worn down than than I was hoping for now that that question of the of the if you like the lucky rolls on their part or the 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 unlucky rolls on my part i think that's that raises interesting questions for lethal games because you maybe don't get a completely clear sense of how lethal the game is if if those encounters, those combats aren't uh, if you like aren't even really taking place uh close shaves what am I getting at there it might it's not necessarily simply the answer to throw more stuff at them, but then that's maybe super lethal and seeing how well everyone held up um that was uh, maybe that's what what's what's needed the characters that they rolled up i have to say were brilliant and a brilliant mix they had some really low stats some of the characters but the the backgrounds, the failed careers that the characters had were were really good. They were really surprisingly, if you like, well set it um well suited to um to the setting. You know, there were lots of things that the characters could utilize in their uh, you know, in their uh, special abilities and their equipment.
to kind of weasel around. Um, but, but I definitely, definitely think that I could have made things more complicated and perhaps a little bit harder for the for the players. I now I was using some random tables and some pre-planned creatures encounters and what what happened for one reason or another was that most of the threats were kind of singular there were some there were some flocks of things but they were mostly on their own. So I think that, I think that it would be a lot more fun and exciting to, to bring in two, two different challenges at one time. So there's a kind of, I don't know, would you call that a pincer movement? I don't know. So that the the characters are having to watch one front at the same time as they're having to watch another front. And that those threats could or should be different. Yeah. But, but I think that all of that those, that those, those, those areas to, to tighten up, to make more challenging don't don't eclipse the fact that the that it was a it was a good old romp through the death jungle and the 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 characters gathered a lot of prize items to settle their debt an interesting thing that I wasn't expecting at the end was that this the suggestion emerged that they could that they could bank their prizes go back to HQ and at some point go back into the jungle again um so seeing that that's what the players would like to do and seeing that I didn't really uh, slaughter the characters as much as I was hoping, um, 
I, I'm, I'm open to that idea. Even though in my mind, these would be one-off uh, jungle adventures. So, lots of things to think about there and I'm running the game for a different group on Saturday and you know I mean seeing as seeing as only one character died out of a possible 15 that could have been deployed I think I think I can I think I can crank it up a little bit more can't I? <laughs> so as some of you might have heard in the previous episode, I decided that Death Robot Jungle had to be lethal, has to be lethal. And listening to the music, which is so fundamental to the design of this setting... I felt that that, to me, evoked a kind of lethal game show setting. So that was my, that was my focus with that. Um, all of the players from last night, all of the players coming up on Saturday, they're all responding to this idea of a lethal game. So they're really not being too precious about their characters. Having said that, something that I really wanted to do that I like and I think that they all like too is that they all rolled up three characters. Again, maybe in last episode, some of you might have heard me talk about a conversation with Colin Spikepit about what you call that. Um, so I'd, you know, heard about funnels and that kind of thing and the limitations of funnel. Um, so what do we call it when each player has a little row of characters and they set the first one off, second, third or more? What do we call that? Spencer has some suggestions for us. Hey Barney, just thinking about this terminology question and um, the idea of characters going in one by one. I wonder if tag team might be suitable, although that might imply characters coming out in order for new characters to go in. Um, and I was thinking about the term funnel not being appropriate because what you put into a funnel is the same as what comes out the other end. You used the term mincer and the term grinder sprang to mind. But obviously what you're getting out there, albeit completely mangled, is what you are feeding into it. So I wonder if sieve or filter might be a better term. Or perhaps a harvester. Or maybe a distillery. Or a refinery. Thanks, Spencer. Those terms really start to 
get at the idea, the concept that I'm that I'm driving at. In some little correspondence since the last episode, Colin has suggested the term troop play to me, which he's come across now and again in some other RPG stuff. And I think there's also something there in troop play, uh, but a little bit like the tag team that Spencer suggests, you've got this feeling with the troop that everyone is somehow there, which of course is not the case. We've got the players aligning with one character at a time. They simply have someone else waiting in the wings, ready to take over should they fall. Given the setting, given the situation, the 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 technical term that that I was uh, working on, or thought up, perhaps I should say, uh, was um, meat thresher, or something like that, or meat picker. That was my other term, but I think the thresher has a bit more of it. What what I'm evoking now. So, we've got the commitment to lethality. We've got the potential of continued player engagement. Um, how to get the game, the setting game, to work. I decided that I wanted to use the total number of potential characters. So with five players rolling up three characters, that's 15. That that would be the starting multiplier for their prize booty. So 15 times whatever it is they get out of the jungle. The more players that die, that number decreases. So the multiplier decreases with the deaths. I quite I quite like that. I think that's that's good because again that 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 generates against the lethality, the hoped for lethality in any case, um a drive to survive in order to get the goodies. Now then, I would say in some ways, in this setting, so moving on to the electric bastion land system, I would say, and perhaps I'm, I am only speaking from my experience, but I would say that I was asking for more saving roles, perhaps than a normal game might. And I thought that was fine because because the the system is so simple, so quick. These they didn't really get in the way of anything, and of course they create some sense of tension. That things could go one way or another. Uh, the the key thing that I added so that the the main hack 
the mod that I added was a panic mechanic. A panic mechanism. And that reflects the fact that all of these characters, these failed Bastonians, Bastia, Bast, Bastiards, who've ended up in debtor's prison, now find themselves taking part in a lethal jungle game show. So they're completely out of their depth. So what I wanted to do was to make sure that there was always this possibility that they might become over-panicked. The way I did that, in place of money, because you don't need money in this setting, the players rolled a d6 for their starting panic level. And then when they create the character, that that value takes the place of the of the money in the table that you get for your character so anyway that's the starting that's the starting panic level any time something dramatic happens charisma check if they fail it they have to roll d8 and add that onto their panic points if their panic points reach 15 or above they have to make another charisma check every round or lose one dex. If they get up to 20, if their panic level goes up to 20, then they immediately start losing one dex per round. Now what I like about this is it's it's a way of moving the attention away from only strength loss. You've got three stats and losses in those stats have can have an impact. But the way that combat works, like in many systems, the emphasis does tend to go towards strength. So this... I thought was a nice way to bring the decks down, the panic level, uh, to, 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 through panic to bring the decks down. And that then there's a relationship between the charisma and the dexterity. I should say also that you can calm yourself and reduce your panic level by taking a rest. As you gain panic with a d8, you can only regain calm with a d6. So there's always the possibility there of some kind of loss. Plus, by resting, you attract attention, jungle attention. So moving on to that very briefly, in my mind was very clearly this model that robots are attracted to activity and the jungle is attracted to rest but will certainly come after some noisy activity followed by a rest so again trying to 
trying to create different conditions for the different aspects of the jungle. Ah, one thing I forgot to say about the panic mechanic, nobody tipped into having a panic attack, a panic crisis. Although it was very close, it was getting very close. So again, the players rolled pretty low for panic and just sneaked it over. Of course, there would be other ways that I could uh, tighten it, but it was but it was pretty close. There's my telephone. So like the very pressing threat of death, even if it doesn't happen, here the the threat of falling into having a panic attack, I think serves a good purpose and and it definitely felt like it kept the pressure on and it kept the characters um yeah a little a little bit uh, maybe the players I mean I think it kept the game feeling a little bit on edge that was my impression so even though nobody tipped into a panic spiral um it was still it was still there biting into them which again is kind of the desired effect so yeah um as much as as much as i would like to see those extreme outcomes take place just the very presence of them in the game setting does serve a purpose and of a, a pleasure a pleasurable purpose that's all for today all the best. Bye-bye.